Welcome to another episode of Them Asperger's. Hello. Uh, yes. So, uh, you know, say stuff. Oh. That's just a noise. How is your week? Uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, I, I don't know. I, uh, I'd say it was okay. Think it was okay? Think I've been all right? You see me? I'm no real, uh judge of myself it's kind of i guess it's one of those things with me is i don't really know what's going on with me uh, mm. most of the time i just have to ask other people what they think but then you know i'm not really one for uh listening to people's uh things of me if it's uh negative i suppose no you're <laughs> that's definitely something you're not <laughs> um no you've been all right this week you um you know, there have been points where you may have been a little hot-headed. You reckon? I reckon, maybe, potentially. As a... But I think that's just... Um, you're not you're not a hot-headed person, I wouldn't say, like, a lot of the time. But I think when it comes to something that gets to you, like, if there's something that annoys you, then you are quite hot-headed with that particular thing. Yeah, I mean, I thought about, uh, I've thought about it this week because I have been getting quite, um, well, I'm not sure what it is. Uh, I found myself getting angrier uh, more regularly, I suppose, um, with stuff or more frustrated. I suppose it's it's kind of replaced, I know for a lot of people when they have like meltdowns or um, during like they have anxiety or worry or something stresses them out, they're reaction is to show like stress or you know anxiety or worry or yeah. nervousness and that kind of thing but for me it's uh it's more of an anger thing i seem to get angry frequently uh over stuff that i'm not sure why or where it's come from yeah uh so i say it's more of that and i'd say i've had a bit more of that this week but i'm not sure as to why uh yeah like you haven't been i wouldn't say that you've been really irritable all week or anything you haven't been like that with me at all it's just I think when there's been a couple not even a couple there's been like one thing that I think bothered you but you were very unforgiving with it I suppose I don't really um I don't really know what you're supposed to do I know like no. everybody else I mean it's one of those things that I've always had problems with uh it's always referred to as uh what do people usually call it? They always call it like playing the game or doing like that's that's the thing. I, I don't really understand the rules of, I suppose, life in a way uh, when it comes to like talking to other people and doing other things. I don't really understand it, but everybody else seems to get it. So they know how to behave and what to do and all this other stuff. But I, uh, I don't. So uh, I always find myself getting frustrated with stuff because I don't understand the way you're supposed to do things or the way they, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just, I see stuff and I just see people doing things and I don't really get why they're choosing to do stuff a certain way, but then everybody else follows the same thing and it turns out it's this weird, like, rule that everybody knows and I apparently just don't know it. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's where my, my main issues are with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I find myself getting angry because, um, you always tell me there's like ways, there's things I should say or things I shouldn't say or uh, 
you know what I mean? Like I've got to watch the language I use or the way I talk to people or the things I say. Uh, and for you, it's kind of like common knowledge and you get how it works. But for me, it, it doesn't really make any sense. But then everybody else seems to be following the same thing. Everybody else kind of also knows that's the way it's supposed to be and they're the rules. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I I think... Because um, the thing is, uh, like after a little bit of time you're usually okay again as well it may it may take a little bit longer but you're you're usually fine it's just I think in the moment you're quicker to get to a I don't even want to say worked up because I I think if I say it like that makes you sound a lot worse than you you are because you're really not that bad but it's just you go I I don't think you don't sit on something and think about it and think maybe why did it happen you're more in with the this happened and this is wrong and now like i'm annoyed about it yeah if that makes sense yeah definitely um but yeah i don't know really and i just i I wouldn't say there's anything weird that's happened this week uh that would say that's just come about it's just i go through like stages of being more irritated by stuff and not being able to just let things go but i'm not sure where uh, that comes from yeah so, but other than that, I think you've had a relatively normal week. And I don't think you've had a particularly angry week either. I think just one thing happened that, you know, annoyed you a little bit. But to be honest, it's not like other than the, the day it happened, you've not been annoyed either. You've been fine. Yeah, I think so. Um, I kind of dwell as well. That's the thing is, uh, it's this thing where I always like, I have something on my mind that's, for some people, just not a big deal, and everyone else can just sort of like drop it and let it go. Um, but I can't, so I uh, I always have this thing of like clinging on to something, or you know, it just enters my head on a repetitive basis. You kind of just go over conversations you've had with people, and you rethink them in your head, and then you think about what you're gonna say. If I tell you what, one thing I do is sometimes I know somebody's going to try and talk to me about something that I don't want to talk about or I'm not interested in, but I know they're going to do it. And then I kind of like plan out what they're going to say and then what I'm going to say. And then, you know, what I mean, like I try and guess their uh, replies and what I'm going to reply with. And yeah. I, I go over the whole conversation in my head. Uh, and then when the conversation actually does happen, it I don't think it's ever gone the exact same way that I've planned, planned it. Not even slightly as well. Not even like um it had slight like crossovers where what i thought was going to happen did happen it's always completely different which is odd because i always think that i know how people work and how people do stuff but then uh when i try and predict how they're going to react or how they're going to behave or what they're likely to do based on what i do uh it never goes the way that i think it's going to go yeah Uh, and that's with everybody everybody i know i try and predict how they're going to react and how they're going to behave to something uh and then they never do, they never do react to it and behave in the way that I thought they would, and it's always completely different. And then that always throws me off. So, yeah, I have already planned out like my replies, and they're not saying any of the stuff that I wanted them to say. So I can't plan any of my replies. So it it always throws me off. I can never like have a interaction with someone, uh, not like all interactions, obviously, but like the ones that are a bit more tougher because uh, I imagine most people when they get into confrontation or like not arguments but doing you know, those sort of conversations they know how to like conduct themselves and they know how to behave and what to do and I guess most people don't just predict what's going to happen 
they just say maintain like this level don't say anything too much you know yeah. one way or the other whereas I like have to like predict word for word what they're going to say what I'm going to say uh, and then it has to stick for that for me to get through that conversation correctly uh, whereas I think for most people they just go just don't you know don't do this don't do that and they give themselves like a loose like guidelines for the yeah. conversation but they don't structurally say this is what this conversation is going to be uh, and then obviously when it doesn't go that way I don't know what's going on and then I get frustrated because they're not doing what I thought they were going to do and then you know it ends up like going into an argument an argument that I didn't even think it would become an argument but it did uh, so yeah it always goes that way so I'm always a bit apprehensive to have conversations with people at the moment you know when people say oh I need to talk to you I'm always a little bit like oh, what about like I don't want to talk to you because I don't know what you're going to say and I don't want to have this conversation because who knows what's going to happen so yeah yeah. yes but uh, yeah that's it really there's nothing else going on apart from that yeah sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But there's nothing going on with you? Nothing going on with me, I don't think, unless there's anything you can think of. Uh, no. Not really. So, um, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, this, today's topic, I guess, was, uh, it's one that you thought of. Yes. So, uh, what, what is it? What is it? What do you want to do? What? Oh, aren't you going to intro well, no, because you thought of it, so... It's looking after yourself. Yeah. And uh, what do you mean by that? Ta-da. Um, so, uh, take, sort of taking care of yourself. I suppose, like, there is the taking care of yourself mentally, which we will discuss kind of a little bit. Not so much, though, because we... I know it's something that we've talked about before. Um, but, but more like taking care of yourself physically as well. Um in terms of just remembering to do things that, well, yeah, take take care of yourself, <laughs> basically. So I guess sort of like in it's something that we are both different in, um, but not that one of us necessarily is better than the other because actually there are things that you aren't so good at and things that I am not so good at. Um, so one of the things that I'm not very good at in taking care of myself is things like remembering to to shower I suppose to wash and it's not I'm not so terrible at it that I just won't do it for weeks on end or anything like that and I, I actually do wash quite a lot now because I've got into a routine of doing it but it's not something that comes naturally to me in that I think oh like now I need to wash or something that I put I guess a high priority on and I suppose that sounds a bit gross but I don't know it's true it's if I if there wasn't society around me I don't know that I would wash I think if I just lived in my if I if I didn't have to go to work or I didn't leave the house then I probably just wouldn't it wouldn't be something that I would think of I think I guess I'm lucky in the sense that if I'm in a routine of um, exercising a lot, so if I'm running, like after I do any like big physical exercise, then I remember, I guess I, I have it installed in my brain that, oh, I've been, you know, like sweating or I got really hot, so now I'm going to have a shower. And I do think that. 
but just the it's the data is when I don't get physically dirty or sweaty or things like that there's nothing that I know I need to wash off I forget that I'm meant to just wash my body right um like if I got covered in I don't know some sort of dirt then I would think oh I need to wash this off or yeah if I did do do some exercise I'd think oh I need to wash now because of that but if there's nothing that's happened like that I do find it really difficult just to remember to take care of myself in in that sense of washing and like washing my hair washing my body stuff like that it is something that I struggle with and I've had to get myself into a routine of at this point when I get home every night, I have a shower because otherwise I can go like, I can go days without remembering. I do have to remind, like I I have to set, I have to put things in place. Otherwise I will just n- not do it. Yeah. Um, I remember when I tried to get, well, I used to get disability living allowance and then they changed it to personal independent payments here in the UK and I remember that that always came up as a question, um, the whole, like, hygiene thing. Yeah. Um, like, washing and all that stuff. And I remember thinking, like, that's weird. Like, why is that a thing? Um, but it always comes up even, like, when I was getting diagnosed um, and then, like, various therapies have been in. It gets asked a lot for people on the spectrum as a question. Yeah. Um, because we, I suppose, forget to do it. I mean, I don't know where the urge is for neurotypical people to do it. I don't know if they do it the same because they've just got a routine or, you know, I do hear neurotypical people say, oh, I need a shower. Like, I feel like I need a shower. Yeah. So I don't know if that's what it is. Uh, I mean, we're different in the sense of I, I'm the opposite. So I need to have a shower like every day. Uh, and I need to, well, a shower or a bath every day. I have to wash like fully every day. I can't go a day without it. Um, I feel different when I haven't washed. So I don't, it's not dirty, but I, I do feel like I haven't done something. Yeah. It's almost like an urge. Like I start losing focus or, Jerry, like I have a set time of day that I usually have a shower, um, but. If I miss that window to have a shower, I will realize I haven't had one and I feel different. Um, Like it distracts me. It makes my thoughts different. I behave differently. Um, It's really distracting for me to not do it. Uh, And I don't know if it is just a routine thing because, but like I say, I don't have a set, set time. I have a set time in the week because it makes sense. I come back from work. I finish work the same time every day. I have a shower. Yeah. But like at the weekend... It doesn't matter when, I've just got to make sure that I do it. Yeah. Uh, and if I skip a day, I start convincing myself that I can feel it. Yeah. Like I can, my skin feels different, my hair feels different, all that kind of stuff. So I have to do it because uh, it becomes really distracting. I haven't gone that long. I Sometimes I can skip one day. It's a rarity, but sometimes I can. But I'd never be able to skip two days without like a full wash uh, because I just, I can't do it. Yeah. I start feeling like my hair looks different. I start feeling like my skin looks different. I start worrying that I smell uh, not badly, but differently to what I normally smell like. So I start like having weird... Yeah. It becomes like a really all like 
consuming thought process for mine if I don't wash. And then the second I have a wash, I feel like I've reset myself. I feel like uh, like my brain calms down, my thoughts calm down. I feel more like I'm, you know, yeah, focused again. Uh, which, you know, is a problem in the sense of, like, when I bath, I bath for too long. When I shower, I would say I shower longer than most people do. Um, and obviously the longer I've left it, the longer I'll be there. Yeah. But I do feel like it causes me to, yeah, like almost reset. It causes my thoughts and my brain and the way I do things to just completely go back to normal. Uh, it's weird. Even when I'm having like anxiety or worries or I'm ruminating about something, I have found with me that a shower is almost like I'm washing the thoughts like out of me. Yeah. Uh, so, and I don't know where that comes from. Could be a sensory thing. Um, like I particularly like to shower or bath in really hot water most yeah. of the time. And I don't feel like, I feel like that might have something to do with it. Uh, because that is quite sensory for me. So I don't know if that's what's calming me down. Um, but yeah, I can't not wash uh, in a sense of... I, I would never forget. In fact, yeah, it's the complete opposite. Like I say, I wouldn't forget. If I don't do it, it isn't just a thought I have of like, oh, I should wash. It becomes like wash, wash, wash. I start thinking like I need to wash when I get home. I'm like, I need to get in the shower. I need to get in the shower as soon as I get in. I need to have a shower before we go do this. I'm not doing that until I've had a shower. Yeah. Like, I'm like that like all the time um so yeah i don't have the same thing as you but i feel like i'm one of the minority as far as autistic people go because i've never actually come across somebody on the spectrum that's like that it seems like they're more like you and from what i can tell from what i've been asked by like the people that diagnose me therapists that kind of thing they assume that it's more likely that you're going to forget than going to remember and yeah i guess people that are autistic for a lot of them, they have to lock it in as a routine because if they don't, then, um, you know, yeah. they, they won't remember to. Yeah, and equally, I have to sort of put things in place to remember to not just to get into the shower or get into the bath or whatever, but then to, like, wash properly, like, to use soap and stuff. That's like an extra. For some reason, it seems like so much more effort it's almost like I really have to be like, right, okay, now you do this and I have to get into a routine for it. And it is something that I do now and I have got into the habit of doing it and doing it almost every day. I wouldn't say that like I'm bang on every day because I'm not always as good, but I do generally I shower every day. Um, but not, um, well, like, for example, I know with you, you love a bath. It's a big thing for you. You really like getting in the bath and then you'll sit there for quite a long period of time. And I can't do that. I can I can get in the bath and I can fall asleep in the bath and that's okay. But I can't just sit there like in the bath feeling... I can't do it for a long period of time. Like sometimes I know that you'll be like, oh yeah, I was in the bath for... I don't know, like an hour. I can't do that unless I've just fallen asleep for some reason. I can't just lie there. I don't find it relaxing. I find it when I have a bath or a shower, I'm thinking, how can I get this over relatively quickly? The only exception to that is if I've been out in the cold and then the shower's really warm, then maybe I'll be like, oh, this is really nice and warm. I don't want to get out and back into the cold and that's fine. But generally I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I'm getting all wet and I just want to get out and get dry and get wrapped up and stuff so i like and i will do the washing properly but i don't it's almost kind of like forced like i have to force it upon myself i can't just think this is what i'm supposed to do 
or I can't be like this is something that I'm enjoying or is pleasant or is even helping to relax me like I don't really find stuff that relaxing yeah whereas I uh I weirdly like things like um brushing my tea showering shaving uh I get my hair cut like every month yeah uh things like that like for some reason I get some sort of weird it's calming you know it's yeah. it's almost like I get some sort of satisfaction out of the things that would be considered grooming uh yeah like Jimmy you know I mean? like I so showering and washing every day like I say is fine like I shave quite regularly like I can let my facial hair grow out but usually with me and like my facial hair if it gets to a certain length it gets too irritating for me yeah I get really distracted by it it feels like there's something on my face all the time I can't like I can't leave it alone. I constantly feel it all the time. Yeah. Uh, but the second I've shaved it all off, like, he, do you know what I mean? Because it's the same with me. Like, if my facial hair gets too long, I start thinking about it all the time and I recognise it all the time. And I start doing this thing where I put my chin on my neck so I can feel it. Yeah. Uh, and it starts distracting me all the time. And, yeah, I just want, I want it gone. So then I shave it off and then I feel much calmer uh, and much more relaxed. Uh, and and it's the same like washing or like when I've just had my haircut, same. Um, whereas I know there's a lot of people on the spectrum, especially with haircuts, that don't like having their haircut. Uh, it's a common thing. I know some people struggle, like they've got autistic children or people that are on the spectrum. They don't like the sensory feeling of having their haircut. Yeah. So they just don't get it done because they don't like someone touching their head like that or the sounds of it or, uh, you know, the whole social thing of, meeting someone that cuts your hair, do you mean having to talk to them while they do it, yeah. the appointment, you know, saying what you want. In some way, you're changing your appearance. Yeah. So, like, if you're in the routine of looking a certain way and you're used to the way you look, even changing, like, the style of your hair can cause, like, meltdowns and panics because you feel like you've changed your appearance, which makes it harder for you to go out and socialise Uh and use some of your coping mechanisms because you feel like there's a big change that's happened and that you have no real, I suppose, control over it. Yeah. You know, like, because, you know, not everyone, not me, but there are people that have to be, they have to wear a certain thing and they have to look a certain way. And I know I've said that I do, but I mean, like, they have to look the same. Yeah. All the time because yeah. that's what they're used to. So when you get your hair cut, it's a huge change. It's a huge disruption to what you're used to. So therefore, you know, going to see someone to cut your hair is is difficult. Yeah. Because you don't want to go through it in case they do it wrong or in case they do something weird. And like I say, especially autistic children, they don't like having their hair cut because of like the sensory aspect of it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there is stuff like that where to me it's, it's, again, it's the opposite. I have to get it done. If my hair starts getting like too long or grows out from what I have got at the moment from a haircut, I, uh, I get weird and start thinking I need to get my haircut. I need to get my haircut. Like I can't go another week now. Like, you know, I get my haircut like sort of every fourth Saturday, I guess. Um, but then like, if I can't get my hair booked in for then, I start panicking and thinking, like, when do I go? Yeah. When should I go? Can I go, like, should I go before? Should I go after? And I start getting weird. And it's not just because it's my schedule and it's not because it's my routine. It's not because that's what I was planning to do on Saturday. That has a part in it, but it is mainly because I need that, like, I suppose, you know, I need to have my hair cut because it fits in with me shaving and, like, the washing and yeah. the 
Do you mean it's all part of that and I need that to go out and function? And it does almost seem for you like it's something you actually enjoy. Hmm. Like there's something about it that is enjoyable to you, I suppose. Yeah, the day I've had my hair cut and I suppose the week after I've had my hair cut, I am able to socialise better. Yeah. Uh, but the more and more my hair grows out, the less likely I am to want to talk to people and do things. Uh, and it's the same with if I forgot to wash one day or forgot to have a shower or bath, it makes it harder for me to do my day-to-day things uh, until I do it. You know, it affects the way I dress. It affects all my coping mechanisms and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, whereas for you, it, it doesn't, I guess because it doesn't tie into your day-to-day stuff that much, uh, it's not classed as a necessary thing that you need to do. Yeah. You get your hair cut like hardly ever. Uh, yeah if i can help it (laughs) yeah yeah so yeah with me i absolutely hate getting my hair cut it's the worst it's not the like i enjoy the i guess i enjoy like oh yeah i haven't got the split ends anymore or whatever but the actual act of going to a hairdresser's there is just everything about it i hate i hate the talking, like the awkward small talk with a stranger or even someone that's cut my hair like several times. I still hate the small talk. I don't like having my hair like touched. I don't like them cutting it, even though I don't really get any massive changes. It's still a change that I think, oh, how am I going to feel about that? Um, I don't like staring in a mirror for that long either. I did have weird things with my face and my skin, but even now, like, I don't have the same issues with my skin, but I still don't particularly love being faced in front of myself for that long. Um, It causes me all sorts of sensory issues. Also, like, you're just sort of trapped in a chair. You're just sort of stuck there. It's like there is no way to just get up and leave. I mean, you could, I guess, yeah, you could get up and leave if you really wanted to. But I don't know, for me, like, it makes me feel very trapped and very boxed in. Um, in this, like, an, another part of that is also, like, brushing my hair. That's not something that I enjoy doing. I don't get pleasure out of it. I don't brush my hair every day at all. Um, I, oh, I hate, like, yeah, it's it's just this, I guess, the taking care of yourself thing. It's not something that I have ever needed to do so like I present in a particular way for work like where I work I have to present nicely I suppose but even still I don't like I don't wear any makeup um ever really like I will do makeup for certain events but it's I don't know maybe once or twice a year and like it's is very very few and far between that I will put makeup on um, so I don't do that for work. I'm just, you know, however I've woken up that morning, I'll just, I don't do anything with my hair. I don't, if I've washed it, I don't blow dry it. I just let it dry naturally. I don't straighten it or curl it or whatever. I just, um, I'll either have it down where it's a bit of a mess cause I don't brush it. <laughs> um, or I will tie it up just off my face, just in a ponytail or a bun or something like scrape back. So it's out of the way because I don't actually like the feeling of my hair on the back of my neck very much. So my preferred is just having it up and out of the way and just not irritating me. So I think that's kind of how I present myself. I'll wear smart clothes for work. um, But if I'm not at work as well, my outfits aren't something that I really 
I mean, like, I wear what I like. I don't wear what I think other people will like. A lot of the time, I imagine the way I dress is not something that other people would like or would... Not that I think people really care about what I'm dressed like. Uh, but then, you know, maybe they do. Maybe there are people that care what people are dressed like. But I never think about it. I never think, like, what is somebody else going to think about the way I look right now? That's not a thing that bothers me. And maybe that's why I part of why I don't take care of it's not that I don't take care of myself but maybe that's part of why I have these struggles because I think perhaps one of the reasons why um some autistic people aren't or people on the spectrum aren't as good at things like this or might not take this into consideration is because generally a lot of people on the spectrum don't actually really think about what society like you know the nt world is going to think about them they're more in their own bubble and i think i am like i think when i go out i never really think how am i perceived i just am who i am whereas for you you're on the spectrum but that's a quite a big thing for you in fact that's probably the the most dictating thought when you're leaving the house is how you're perceived by others would you say or yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to look like I haven't, like washed or yeah, done my hair or you know wearing clean clothes or yeah. like that kind of thing. Like clean clothes is the same thing for me. Yeah, I, I can't wear the same outfit over and over again. Or creased, you don't like creased. I can't do creased clothing or clothes clothing that I've noticed have some sort of mark on them or that kind of thing. It, it makes it really like. Even if it's just like, it's not like a dirty mark. Say I've just got something on a pair of trousers I'm wearing and I haven't noticed it until I go outside. Once I'm outside and it's there, I'm convinced that it's really obvious. And in my head, I've imagined that this mark on my clothes is massive. Yeah. And that everyone can see it, even if it's a tiny, tiny one that even if I say to someone, I'll look at the stain here and they're like, where? And I'm like, here. And they have to get their face right next to it. I was like, see, right there. And they're still just like, I'm not sure what I'm looking at. Then I point it out and then they're like, oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I'm just like, see, it's really bad. And I'm assuming that everyone that like I'm walking past is looking at like my leg and they can see the mark. And they're just like, oh, how disgusting. Like, look at what he's wearing. Like he's wearing <laughs> dirty clothes, you know. So I'm just like, oh, I need to change. I need to change. I can't wear this. And same if something's creased, like I'll put something creased on and I'm just like, oh, this is really creased. And, you know, people will think, what will people think? Like, and I can't, I can't behave. I can't focus. Um, I can't wear that and sometimes like I get it in my head that I know what I want to wear and then once I see that it's really creased I realise I can't wear it but then that's the thing I wanted to wear so then I'm like I'm a mess then I'm like pulling everything out of the wardrobe I'm trying yeah. to find something that's of a similar nature to the thing I was going to wear but isn't creased and then it has to go with something else and then I have to redecide like shoes, coat, everything and that's all in the fact that I just am wearing a top that I was 100% like this is the top I'm going to wear today. And then when I get out of my wardrobe, I'm like, what is that mark on there? Yeah. Why didn't I notice that before? Um, and it's worse if I'm already out. If I'm already out and about and doing stuff and then like you go, oh, there's something on your top there. Then that's like, even I'm like trying to get my coat on to cover it oh, up. Oh, I know. I have learned my lesson. <laughs> I'm like off to the toilet to try and like wash it off my top uh, before anybody else notices. But then once I've washed it off, I've got like a wet patch. And I'm just like, what if people can see the wet patch? What if they think it's sweat? What if they think it's something else? Yeah. When will it dry, you know? Yeah. Um, so, like, I've got all... I have all that going on most of the time. 
uh, with clothes in general. So like I and I can't just throw anything on. Um, they have to. It has to go. It has to look a certain way. So yeah, I can't. I can't do that. So like washing my clothes is important, just as much as important as like washing myself. Yeah. You know. It's it's quite interesting as well because generally, like I mean, you are always well presented when you go out. You never will leave the flat looking scruffy or not having a look like a thought out look as well your top will match your trousers will match your shoes will match your coat your jacket everything will always you'll have put it together in a specific way and it will always look quite well presented you're not going to look scruffy when you go out it's it and same with like your your hair will be done you'll have done something with it you'll have checked that your hair looks okay um and you you match all your stuff together which is quite interesting because i won't match stuff um with my outfit so i will literally throw anything with anything without looking to see if it matches or if one thing goes with another thing I won't really check my hair or, you know, I'm just going to go out wearing whatever's comfy. Um, But sometimes, so we usually go shopping together at the weekend. We usually do our food shops together. Um, But one thing that's quite funny is we always walk past this. It's like a window, but it's mirrored. We always walk past. I think you know where I mean. Yeah, it's a bank. It has like one of those uh, one way mirror windows. So you can't see into the bank, but everyone in the bank can see out. Yeah. It's like that. So you, it's basically almost like we're approaching a giant mirror and we approach it from quite a while away so we can basically see ourselves approaching it for quite a long time, our whole view. And every time we see ourselves in it, I think <laughs> we look like an unlikely twosome because I always look really scruffy. I'll be wearing whatever's comfy. I just look, I guess, scruffy. And you will always look really well put together. And then I think, like, is that something that matters to you? Does it matter that you've spent all the... Like, not even you've spent all this time, but you have gone out looking quite well presented, but then you're with someone that looks completely the opposite, I suppose. Is that something that matters? Uh, no. No? I never look at, like, other people uh, that I'm with and compare to them. I don't really notice other people and how they look. Like even people I work with or people that are scruffy looking, I don't notice that they are. Okay. And I don't pay attention to what other people are wearing or what they're doing or anything like that. It's it's got nothing to do with them. I don't think like look at the state of you or um, you know, I don't think like what what is that you're wearing? Like couldn't you have washed that? Couldn't you have ironed that? It doesn't it doesn't make a difference to me. And the only way I could notice, I guess, what other people are wearing is if for some reason they were wearing what they were wearing and then I was told to put on what they were wearing. Then the second oh, I'm wearing yeah. it, I'd realise what outfit they were wearing. I'd look at it like, um, like, what is this? Like, Then I'd notice. So I suppose if I had to chuck on a scruffy person's clothes, I'd then notice they were scruffy. Yeah. But I don't recognise it looking at other people. I don't notice it on other people. I, how everybody else looks to me, I don't recognise if it's bad or if it's good, if it's washed or unwashed, you know, if it is got, if it has got stains on it, I don't notice that it is a very, I pay very little attention to the way other people are, um, 
put together like yeah. faces and the way they behave and stuff i always pay attention to that but i don't notice i suppose i do eventually if i'm talking to someone i will gradually like see it but the way i look at other people i i don't notice i'm too busy focusing on if they've noticed like me and not like oh have they seen how good i look or anything like that just more like are people aware of the fact that i'm around them you know or am i unnoticed or am i being seen it's more of a if I notice that people are looking at me, I start thinking, what are they looking at? And if people aren't noticing me, I just feel like then it's fine. Then I have like, you know, I've put myself together in a way good enough that I'm not attracting attention. Oh, OK. So when you put yourself together, when you have come up with your outfit, that is to so like the whole thing, like you making sure you're washed so that you don't, I don't know, like smell or you don't look unwashed and then making sure that you're sort of relatively clean shaven or at least not unmaintained I suppose and then making sure that your haircut is done and making sure that your clothes are washed and not creased and put together well is that all to mask yeah it's so people don't recognize that I'm autistic because I feel like if I have something that makes them look at me initially they might notice other stuff you know there's a mark on his T-shirt. Ooh, look at the mark. Then look at the rest of the clothes. Then look at my behaviour. Look at my facial expressions. You know, that kind of thing. It's more that. So I guess if I've got everything that there's nothing to notice, yeah, then that's fine. Like, they don't think, oh, his hair's quite long. You know, so what does that say about him? Or that's quite like a big beard. What does that say about him? You know, it, it just, it doesn't make people notice in that sense, I guess. It's more about blending in because then they don't notice. And I feel like if everything's a certain way and like I don't smell or I don't look a thing, I'll, I'll, I won't be noticed. So therefore, no one will pick up on the fact that I'm autistic. Uh, so I guess it's more to do with that than and anything. Have you always done? Have you always been the way you are with the way you look and present? As far as I know, yes. Okay. Uh, there's probably a chance if you spoke to my mom uh, and people that know me when I was a child, they'll say, no, I wasn't used to, I wasn't like that. Uh, my mom said that I used to dress up a lot as a kid. Okay. Yeah, I did too, actually. But not in a, not in a dress up, like, it was like outfits. Yeah. You know, like, uh, cowboys, magicians. Yeah. I used to wear, like, fancy dress a lot for no reason. Uh, and then pretend to be that character that I'm dressed up as. Yeah. Um, which could be like an early masking thing. I don't know. Uh, but that's indifferent to where I am now. I guess arguably what I do now is I do dress up and pretend to be someone. So I'm doing the same thing, but the person I'm pretending to be is nothing outlandish like when I was a child. Yeah. I've just found a more toned down, but same thing. Yeah. Uh, and being like keeping up with like hygiene and that kind of thing is uh, is all part of that character. And that's why I have to do it. Yeah, it's just, it's interesting because I think that for me, a lot of my lack of taking care of myself, um, and not with all things, and like I say, I do I do take care of myself, I just don't think I have the same drive or reasons behind doing it as other people do. Like, I think I do it because I know that I should, not because I think that I should, if that makes sense. It's more, uh, I feel like, I, you know, I know that people expect you to be washed and to look a certain way and to not have 
one big giant knot on your head for hair which can happen to me sometimes and stuff like that so I I do it out of more an expectation to do it rather than a feeling within I suppose that it should be done but I think a lot of that is because as someone on the spectrum I don't necessarily feel the need to amongst society and not that I don't think that everyone that washes does it because they think society thinks they should. I think a lot of people do it out of a natural instinct, but maybe that's something that I don't really have. I don't really, to be honest, I don't actually really care about what anyone else thinks about me. Um, Like with anything I do, even if I'm being nice to someone, I don't do it because I want them to think I'm nice. I do it because I think I should be. Like it's all very much... With, with everything, the way I act around people, the way I behave and the way I am and appear, it's because that's, like, I'm very much, I do it because that's what I want to do, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So I, I, I'm just wondering if that's why I, I struggle with stuff like that is because I don't feel the need to do it for others. And if I don't want to do it myself, which I don't, is why it's harder for me, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But then the fact that you do, maybe that's because you're masking as opposed to because it's something that you really want to. You might really want to. I don't know, but... Um, I've never really thought about it. I just know that I have to. So yeah. uh, I wouldn't say it's a want. I would say it's more of a need uh, so I can function. If I don't do it, if you told me to just chuck anything on and go outside and, you know, just go a couple of days without washing and don't worry about getting your hair cut and stuff, I just don't think I'd be able to do anything. I don't think I'd be able to walk into shops. I don't think I'd be able to go about my day because I think I'd be too overwhelmed and distracted with my own yeah physical, like, appearance. Yeah. Uh, so I just wouldn't be able to cope with what was happening. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, I'm going to move on to something uh, slightly different with you, but the other thing I just thought I'd throw it out there that I'm also really bad at, um, and not really bad at um, in the sense that I don't do it, just something that I can never be bothered to do is brushing my teeth, even though, yeah, I don't want my breath to be gross, but I really, and I used to be really bad at doing it for the right amount of time. I used to just think, like, is it over yet? Is it over? I'll just, I'll be done with that now. Um, so I would rush through it and not do it properly. But I recently bought um, an electric toothbrush that actually gives you, lets you know how much time you need to do it for and actually breaks it up into the four quadrants of your mouth as well. So you're doing them for a set time. And that has been so helpful because before, honestly, like I would brush my teeth so quickly and it, it probably wasn't good enough. Whereas like now I'm in the, the habit of following this set thing and I floss afterwards. I'm in the routine of actually flossing and the mouthwash and everything like that. That's really good. But it is something that before I'd always think like I can't um, I can't be bothered and I would do it, but I would do it quickly. Um, but now having that is really helpful. But again, I don't do it because I want to do it. Now I just do it because my toothbrush tells me and I can't disobey the toothbrush because that would mess with my uh, my <laughs> Asperger's, I suppose. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that 
struggle with the taking care of myself. Um, the thing I was going to move on to with you that you're not so good at because we've talked about things that you do maintain, but things like um, staying hydrated. Yeah. That is something that is is quite important in taking care of yourself. It's a very big thing, the you know, the human need to drink and have have water and hydration. But it's not something that you're very good at. No, I I mean I yeah, I suppose it's the difference internally it's a bit odd with me. I always forget to drink all the time. Um, yeah. I don't recognise when I'm thirsty. I uh don't recognize that i should have drank something by now i you know i i i just i've always done that i i can't really notice that this is same with um it's the same with sleep as well uh i suppose for me i go through stages of not getting enough sleep but not noticing that i'm not getting enough sleep okay so like i kind of am tired but don't recognize i'm tired uh, it's just, it's always some things where I just sort of, Joe and I start getting a bit like lightheaded, I suppose, or I've got no energy and I can't figure out why and yeah. you know, that kind of thing. And I don't realise that I, it's because I didn't sleep enough or I should probably go to bed. Uh, and, I always I always have that. And a, if you're, just as a thing to that, if you're playing games, like you, you quite like gaming, if you're gaming... You do not think I'm tired now. I'm going to turn this off. Yeah. You will just carry on playing into like early hours of the morning. Yeah. So that's the thing with me is I don't recognize that I, especially if I know what time I've got to get up the next day, uh, I don't put that into like consideration when I'm doing something past a certain time. I just think like ah oh, whatever like you know half an hour less sleep, hour less sleep, hour and a half less sleep, two hours less sleep. What does it matter? I just keep doing that and I just think oh, at least I'll get this or at least I'll get that. Uh, and I don't recognize that I'm tired. I'll just start dropping things, you know, or uh, I'll notice that my concentration is is not really there. And I know I have problems with concentration and focus and that kind of thing in general, but I, I won't notice that it's more than it normally is. Um, it's not until I've slept properly that I then can make the comparison. Yeah. I start thinking like, wow, like what a difference I'm doing now to to what I was like. Um, but it's, it's really fleeting. It's the same with drinking. Um, like sometimes I forget to drink like all day and I cycle to and from work and I'll notice that on the days that I forgot to drink enough, the cycle home is really hard. Yeah. Like I'm getting like really tired. Like it feels really like sluggish. It's really like wearing me out. And then there's days where I remember to drink quite frequently and I've had enough to drink all day and I get home in like five ten minutes faster than i normally do and i think wow that was a really quick mic ride that was really good but my brain doesn't really say to me well that's because you remember to drink like that liter of water you took with you you know you finished your water for a change or you drank that whole flask of like tea that you brought with you uh, and that's what that is like I, I don't make the connection i don't then think in my routine remember when you drink like it makes this easier and you feel better about that and it's like remember to go to bed early because remember how you were the day after you went to bed on time. Yeah. You know? For some reason, I don't make that connection. But like you're thinking about like the washing and the presenting stuff. I, I always think about that. Remember yeah. what happened last time you went out with a dirty top on. You don't want that again. Yeah. So I just think, well, that won't ever happen again. I won't ever do that again. I'll make sure that everything's, you know, a right way. But then like with water, for some reason, I don't think. Yeah. But do you remember when you cycled home that one time when you drank like two litres of water at work? I don't think like, yeah, you're right. That was better. 
I'll do that from now on. Um, it's more like after. I'll cycle home really easily and just think it's because I drank loads, but then I don't think about it again. Yeah, yeah, which is really interesting because that's something that I do know. Like I know that I know if I'm thirsty. I know if I'm thirsty kind of above all else. It's something that I'm really aware of. Um, I know if I'm tired. I am great at knowing I'm tired. And also I'm great at getting sleep and enough sleep and I think about getting the right amount of sleep or enough sleep for myself more than anything else I'll put it above watching something on tv playing a game reading a book like the ultimate for me is getting enough sleep so um interestingly like with those things I'm really I suppose hot on on those and and making sure that they are sort of a-okay um and I suppose with you, you have um, got this way of combating them and it's the same with me and the things that I wasn't very good at. You've kind of had to incorporate them into a routine to make it okay for yourself. So with the making sure you get enough sleep, you've got a routine in place now of when you go to bed and what time you wake up so that you get this set amount of sleep every night Um, or at least, you know, try to in theory if you get to sleep. Um, same with the water and and not drinking you now have a routine in place where you take a bottle of water to work and you drink it at a certain time and you take a huge flask to work as well and you drink all of that basically before you come home and you have set times at work to have those drinks but if you didn't have that in place you didn't have those set times you just wouldn't drink no so the you you have got a way of combating it and I would say now you you aren't often like dehydrated or having had a lack of sleep. I, d- I don't think that happens very often at all now. But if if those routines weren't in place, those would be things where I think you would fall fall back. Like that would be a struggle for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, like I say, when I'm not at work, it is harder for me to remember to drink and to remember to uh, go to bed at a reasonable time. Like, you know, when you haven't got to be up in the morning. Yeah. Like, because that's the thing for me is I know I've got to sleep and I know what time I've got to get up. But uh, it doesn't occur to me how much time I need to sleep. I just think like I've got to sleep between now and then. So just make sure that I go to sleep. But I don't recognize that I'm tired. And even like when I've woken up the next day and people feel tired, I don't really feel tired. Um, so I don't really recognise that I haven't slept enough. It's more, I just notice that I'm doing things that I wouldn't normally do. I notice that I don't focus in a certain way, or I haven't remembered to do something, or I think my memory's a bit weird, or, you know, I feel different physically. But I don't, like, nothing in me goes, well, it's because you're tired, it's because you didn't sleep enough. Uh, it doesn't occur to me that that's the case. Um, and yeah, same with drinking. Uh, I don't, I don't recognise that I'm thirsty. Uh, I've never been able to feel thirsty. Um, I just, you know, there's just other things that are side effects of being thirsty that aren't the main. I feel thirsty. Um, yeah, that I just don't do. And I guess it's because no one can tell. No one can really tell if you haven't slept enough. No one can really tell if I haven't drank enough. Therefore, I don't need to worry about it as far as masking goes because nobody notices i know sometimes when people haven't slept enough they look tired physically yeah in the face i suppose they look tired you know like they've got like puffy eyes or whatever but um 
I suppose, especially for me and the people I know, it's very rare you'll have someone point that out. I suppose if being tired was an obvious thing that everyone could see straight away that you're tired. Yeah. And the normal thing to do was to say, you look tired. Do you mean everybody you spoke to says, do you look tired? Uh, I would say that um, then I might do something about it. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, I think I think with you, you don't actually really. Your face doesn't really change. You don't really look tired. I've like I know when there have been times where you are tired or haven't had enough sleep, but you don't actually show it on your face. So that's probably why it doesn't make a difference for you. Whereas with me, genuinely, I gain about fifteen years. If I look tired, my whole face looks so. <laughs> It does, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. But I think that's because you're quite jolly. So, like, you're <laughs> usually smiling. Um, or you're, like, you, you've got, like, a set every day, like, what your face is like. And I guess, like, it changes when you're sleepy uh, because you can't smile as much. Uh, your eyes aren't as open as they normally are. Do you know, like, that kind of thing. Whereas I think for me, yeah, you're right. I maintain the same facial expressions and tone of voice and whatever, no matter what. Like, even when I'm ill. yeah. Uh, same uh, I feel the same I um, which is another one actually. yeah I, I was going to say yeah is I don't recognise when I'm ill either like, no you uh, don't we've talked about this I think in a previous episode but I don't I don't know when I'm ill um, I don't recognise that I have a cold or um, I can notice I suppose people notice that I'm sneezing or you know when some people have got a cold they have a cold voice yeah their voice sounds different when someone has a cold you know when they talk it sounds like they've got a cold or if I've got a sore throat that's more obvious because, you know, your voice sounds different, you know, that kind of thing. But I don't feel rough. So when people feel ill, I don't feel ill. I guess it's easier for people to tell that I'm ill, but I don't feel ill. And then I'll make myself go to work and I'll just go about doing my day. And I guess that, in a sense, is more masking because people can tell that I'm ill, but then they think, well, he's at work. So how ill is he? Yeah. So they don't notice much of it. You get the old person that go, oh, I got a bit of a cold, have you? And I'd be like, yeah, but, you know, whatever. It ain't that bad. Um, you know, there's, there's, it's very rare. There's, there's, you know, it doesn't happen to me that often. I would say that I get ill to the point where I can't physically go anywhere or do anything like once every like four or five years. Yeah. Uh, is when I'll get like incapacitated, incapacitating like illness where I'm just like, I can't get out of bed. But I don't ever do that. And some people have the same level as illness as me. And they can't get out of bed and they can't go to the shops and they can't go out. Whereas for me, I'm really like out of touch with that and I'll just make myself go and do stuff um, because I feel like I can just go to that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. I can go to work. Like, I don't feel that ill at all. Yeah. Um, but I would say that I sound apparently and I look a lot iller than I think I am. Um, yeah. And yeah, it, it takes a serious kind of like illness for me to be like, I can't move and I can't go anywhere um, and I've got no control over it. But the things that most people would have and just think, well, I'm not going to work today because of, you know, how bad I am. I should stay at home and rest so I can recover. For me, I just think, nah, I'm all right. Uh, I'll just get through it. It's fine. I uh, I don't really uh, I don't really worry about it too much. Yeah. Um, whereas I would say I know when I'm ill I know when I'm feeling a little bit off um and I'm aware of it I um but 
my I guess one of my burger things is I, I can't do hospitals like at all I hate hospitals and it, I feel like it doesn't really matter what's happening with me I will fight going to the hospital beyond anything yeah going to the doctor's hard for you yeah like, I'll go to the doctor no matter what but like, yeah I've got no problem I've got no problem with going to the doctor I've got no problem with going to hospital um but you you just don't like hospitals and you don't like going to see a doctor because you're worried that the doctor will send you to a hospital. Yeah, like if it's if I've got a cold, a, something that definitely doesn't require a, a doctor or a hospital. If I've got something like that, then I'm fine just being like, oh yeah, I've got I've got this, I'm feeling like this. But if it's anything that I know might require doctor or hospital, I will just pretend it's not happening I, or downplay it. I, more downplay it. I'll be like, oh, I've got this and it's, you know, it's caused me a bit of discomfort, but I'm okay. It's not that bad. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, with you, because if if you're, if you would say, sometimes you'd be like, you need to see someone about this. I'll be like, oh no, I haven't got it anymore. I feel fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, I mean, that's, that's definitely something where you don't really look after yourself. You're like weird I don't want to go to hospital, you know, and it's because you're worried that they'll make you stay over there overnight or something. Yeah. And you're not comfortable with sleeping somewhere that you've never been before. Obviously, usually when you step it, I mean, anytime I've spent overnight in a hospital, which is only like the one time I can think of, um, they put me in a separate room, so it was fine. But most of the time you get put on like a ward where you're just next to other people in bed, which you obviously don't want to do because you're next to people in beds. You've got to socialise in a sense, I suppose, people there's people coming in and out all the time. You're not, like, safe, I suppose, because all they've got is that curtain. Yeah. And that curtain, you know, they don't put that around all the time. Most of the time, you're just out in the open in a bed. You always tell me that you're worried about being wheeled around in a bed, you know, like when they take you from ward to ward in the wheelie bed. Yeah. You're just like, I don't want to be pushed around in a bed. And I guess that's because you don't want to be out in public in a bed. Yeah. You know, so you've got all these, like, weird, like, panics and anxieties and worries about it. So you... If you get ill, you will, you do notice that you're ill and you do know that you're bad, but you're worried about telling other people because you think that that results in you'll be going to hospital and then all these weird anxieties and worries you've got about going to a hospital and being in an open space in that, socially being around all these different people and being in such a weird alien environment that you just won't cope with it mentally that, you know, you do things like get enough sleep you are obsessed with like eating all the right foods yeah. and getting all the right nutrients and basically just making sure that you're doing everything possible <laughs> so you don't get sick yeah, because you don't want to get sick. So you have this weird obsession with trying to keep yourself internally as healthy as possible <laughs> because like you don't drink, you know, you don't, you don't like taking like painkillers. You don't like taking, you don't drink caffeine. Um, <laughs> You know, you've got your, like, your veganism. Um, I mean, obviously, that's not the reason you're vegan, but, like, vegan anyway. Yeah. Uh, like, you do all these things to try and keep yourself, like, the exercise. You try and exercise as regularly as you can. Yeah. You don't like eating certain foods. Yeah. Too much. You don't like it. Like, when we cook, you, you don't cook with oil because you're worried about, like, what you, you basically do everything you can to avoid being in a hospital and seeing a doctor of yeah. some description because you've got this like irrational fear. So in that sense, you internally look after yourself constantly. Yeah. Whereas 
I do all the same stuff you do. Like, we eat all the same foods. Like, I don't do caffeine and alcohol and all that other stuff as well. Like, you don't. But that's just because we're together all the time. I don't ever do it in a sense of I'm worried about what it will do to me internally and that means I'll go to hospital. Yeah. I don't have those thoughts. I don't get obsessive about that. The reason I don't do that stuff is because it's just in my routine now. Yeah. It's just that I don't eat those things. I don't do this. I don't do that. And that's because I've installed it into my day-to-day routine. And that's why I don't do it. It's got nothing to do with me thinking about like internally what that means or keeping myself away from the doctor Yeah. and that kind of thing. Whereas for you... It's not the reason you do everything, but I know that that is a big thing for you. You're always looking at like the latest, this is healthier for you, or this is better for you, or this is a, do you know what I mean, like anti-carcinogenic, <laughs> all that stuff. You're always interested in all that. Anything yeah. that means, you look at the stuff that you've seen people, if anything as well, like if you know anyone that's done something that means they've been in hospital for a few days you start like obsessing and looking at why they ended up in hospital. Oh, so like my biggest thing is my irrational fear of getting chicken pox because I know that when you're an adult, which I now am, chicken pox can obviously, like with my mum, she had chicken pox when she was 27, I think. And she had to go to hospital because when you're an adult, obviously it can be a lot worse and it can cause you things. I've never had chicken pox and I am so scared of getting it. Like it's... Oh, it's such a fear of mine. Like I am scared of a lot of the time I'm scared of just being around kids in general in case one of them has chicken pox but isn't showing it yet because obviously it's more common in children than it is in adults and stuff like that. I mean, I'm not scared of being around kids. I, it's not something that necessarily comes into my head. But if the thought comes into my head while I'm around some children, I'll just want to run away because, oh, it scares me. Because that's almost like a, well, I'll probably have to, I, I mean, I'll probably have to like see the doctor or something then and I just hate it. I just hate it. It's the, oh, the idea of it. So yeah, I'd say that's an area that, I mean, I take care of myself to prevent it. But if something happens that, I don't know, like I'm in pain, I've got a, a pain that might require something like that, I'll just pretend that it's not happening. Like I'll convince myself it's not happening so that I don't have to worry about potentially seeing a medical professional in any way yeah yeah there's been a couple of times where you've had some sort of weird ache and pain and I've been like we should probably go to a doctor and you're just like no 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 no, no I'll be fine and then it, I can see it's getting worse and you're just like no no no, no I'll be fine <laughs> uh, and you'll just keep doing that and tell keep telling me that you're fine and you don't want to go to the doctor and like even if it gets worse you're yeah. just like oh it'll probably get better um, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I feel like if I ever had to take you to a hospital, I'd have to drag you to a hospital. Yeah. If I knew you had to go to one, I'd just have to make you go, uh, and like really, really, really against your will, make you go. Uh, because I, I don't think I'd be able to persuade you to go to a doctor. I mean, go to the hospital. I think I'd have to physically pick you up and put you in a car and take you to a hospital. See, I don't think there's been a time where I've gone to a hospital and not almost had a meltdown. Yeah, I, I, I've been to a hospital. You actually have had to go a few times with me uh, yeah. just because you were seeing... You, you had to have like an appointment with one a couple of times. You weren't going to the hospital for anything that required like staying over. Yeah. You were only there for 20 minutes, 30 minutes time. It just turns out this particular doctor worked at a hospital and yeah. not at like a GP surgery and he was the only one in the area 
So we just had to go. Yeah. And every time we went, like we were only there for less than an hour. It was the same room every time. All they were going to do was just ask you some questions. And that was that. Uh, but every time it was like, do you know what I mean? The end. Like it was, it was so hard to get you to do it. Uh, <laughs> it's it, just it, it took, everything about them. It took a lot of effort to get you in there. And like I was saying, like if you know anybody that's ended up in hospital uh, for any period of time that you consider too long, you do start asking them questions and trying to work out how they got there so you can make sure that that doesn't happen to you. Hospitals, to be honest, hospitals are a bit of a sensory nightmare. I mean, this is a bit of a sidetrack, but they're really bright lights. There's constant noises of people and machines beeping. There's usually smells that are just different. There's smells that you notice. You you know, so like usually you're in a room, you don't really know what the room smells like necessarily. But hospitals, you know that there's a smell of some something, either the food or the people or just the the cleaning materials. There's always smells going on. Um the, Oh, it's and yeah, then there's just people around you. They're usually kind of busy as well. People might be touching you if you're in there because, you know, for a physical thing, you might have doctors and nurses touching your like your injuries if you have injuries or just to to assess you, taking your pulse, things like that. It's just an absolute it's chaos for me. It's a nightmare. I was bad, like you had to go to the hospital when you were in your bike accident and I came to visit you and that was it didn't that wasn't great for me i mean i i felt like i played it off quite well because you were oh, the yeah. one that was hurt yeah i didn't I, notice i didn't i didn't notice that I, like i didn't find out about your hospital thing until way after that happened so yeah yeah because i didn't want to be like i'm having such a hard time while you're like lying on a stretcher <laughs> yeah but i i wouldn't say that i picked up on it while you were there yeah the only reason I've worked out is because you told me. Yeah. Um, and if you hadn't told me, I wouldn't have noticed. I mean, I would have noticed eventually because we went to hospital for a reason that wasn't me. And uh, then I noticed. Yeah. But you'd already told me by that point. So I picked up on it. But yeah, at the time, I didn't really think anything of it um, at all. But it makes sense because I was in there for like three days. Yeah. Uh, and you did not come and see me while I was there. And I'm not saying that in a sort of <laughs> criticism of you didn't visit me. I didn't think anything of it at the time. The hospital wasn't that close to where you were and you had no real way of getting there. Like, you couldn't have cycled it and, you know, public transport's a nightmare. So I kind of figured that's why you didn't come to see me because it was too far away and also it's not like I was, you know... Well, I came the first day. You came the first day day when I was there, yeah, yeah, because, you know, Emily brought you in, but uh, I didn't notice after. Like, to be fair, the only person that came to visit me was um, my social worker, Nobody else did, but I Emily did. Emily did. Did she more than once? Yeah. Oh yeah, she did more than once. But I, I didn't think I needed visitors. I wasn't just like I wasn't like bothered that no one was coming to see me. I was fine on my own, uh, and I didn't really think anything of it. But obviously now I realise that there might have been a part of you that wanted to come see me, but you physically did not want to come into the hospital to see me. Yeah. Because you'd have had to find your where I was, and I was in like some weird ward. Uh, and then obviously I'm there with like a neck brace on. I'm in like the gown they make you wear. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I had like stitches and like my face was swollen. Do you know what I mean? Like there's, there's loads of stuff about me. I couldn't get out of bed at the time because my legs were like injured. So I couldn't leave. Um, I couldn't leave the room. Yeah. I just feel like had you, because you only saw me like when I was on the stretcher stuff. But I think once they wheeled me into the room I was in and there was other people you could see across the hallway to like yeah. all the other people I now I think about it like you wouldn't have coped but 
at the time I didn't think like where are you because you know I, yeah. I, I wasn't that bothered but I think the other thing for me which is just a burger thing and it's it logically makes no sense really but it's the way I view it even though it shouldn't is and this is not like to disrespect any like hospital workers I think they do like an amazing job but for me like for example that day I saw you before you left for work in the morning and you Mm. were absolutely fine and then I see you in hospital and you've got like a black eye you're getting stitches you're lying down you've got this like neck brace on and even though I know that it's not the hospital that did that that was you in a car crash Mm. I think well, now you've come to hospital, look at the state of you. And I did the same. So uh, my nan um, was really ill. So my, uh, when my nan, uh, she had she uh, had cancer. But when she went into hospital, she was, looked a particular way. She looked, um, you know, quite, a, I suppose, quite a healthy weight. She was getting her hair dyed regularly, just like things like that. And then... She, she went into hospital and then the next time I see her in hospital, she's quite thin, she's got grey hair and she looks ill. And I know that the hospital obviously are the ones treating her to make her better. But in my head, I think, well, she looked fine before she came in here. <laughs> so even though it it's not true, like I know that the hospital is there to make you better. It's because I don't see that in between stage and I see someone be okay and then go in and then look a particular way. I think it just gives this, it instills like a fear in me. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's, I suppose that's just a separate, a separate thing. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. But yes. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, yes. yes. Thanks everybody for listening again. Those of you that are listening on, you know, however you listen, that's great. I am assuming that the Apple podcast thing is still going on. Uh, no one said anything about it. I mean, and our listener base has gone up again by like another hundred people in the last week. So everybody's finding it fine, which is great. Um, like I said, I, I thank you. Yeah, thank I, you for I, doing that. I don't know if it's not working or is working. No one said anything about it, but then. You know, I figure if it was fixed, people would be saying it's fixed. So thank you again. Um, if you want to find us on anything, we're on all social medias. I say all social medias. We're on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. Just look for them Asperger's. Facebook has a private chat group as well. If you want to join it and talk about anything autistic, any questions you've got or just anything you want to share, that's what it's there for. We have an email address, themaspergers at gmail.com if you want to talk to us directly. But you can message us on all the social media as well if you've got topics you want to suggest or just things you want to ask us as well. We're open to all that if you want to talk to us about anything. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, thank you everybody so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And uh, we will speak to you next week. Yeah, yeah. Bye.